Chapter 8, Out of Nowhere The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Psalm 110, verse 4. Every parent thinks their kid is the greatest kid ever. Every parent thinks their kid is beautiful and smart and talented. Everyone who has a child looks at that child and thinks, there is no one like you. And of course, to a certain degree, that is true. Every kid is unique and every single person who has ever lived is infinitely valuable to the heart of God. But that's not what parents mean when they think or say those things. You don't look at your kid and say that because you are marveling at the biological diversity of all life on earth or the equally unique value of every individual soul. No. When a parent looks at their own kid, they are really thinking, you are amazing in ways other people are not. And anyone with two good eyes can see that you're special because you're a cut above the others. Every single kid is special. Every child brings something unique and amazing to the table. Every time a baby is born, you can truly say that there has never been anyone like her or him. And yet, Jesus was different. I know I'm going to sound like one of those parents for a minute, but there was never anyone like Jesus. He was special in ways other people were not. Everyone who has ever lived is a big deal. But when Jesus came, he was unique in new ways. Jesus was God in the flesh. Somehow, he was completely human and completely God all at the same time. I can't explain this well, but it's a huge deal. Nothing like this had ever happened before. Jesus was the God-man. His heart and mind were spotless and sinless. His relationship with God the Father was new. It was a perfect connection of love, friendship, unity of purpose, and submission to authority. Jesus was a human being who got hungry and tired, just like us. But he was also God, who walked on the waves, calmed the raging storm, read the thoughts of men, and even raised the dead to life. All of the unseen hosts of the spiritual realm awaited and obeyed Jesus' words completely and without hesitation, whether those spirits were righteous or wicked. The earth itself and all nature heeded his every command. There was no one like him. Jesus went to parties and funerals. He danced and he cried. He sang and read books. He ate food and went on walks. He laughed with his friends and he challenged his enemies. In some ways, he was utterly normal. But in other ways, he was totally new. When he opened his mouth to speak, people changed. Armed soldiers fell to the ground. Hearts of stone melted into tears of joy. And lost causes became sons and daughters of God. I wonder how long it took Mary and Joseph to realize just how different Jesus was. I'm sure they felt the same way about their boy as do all new parents, that he was beautiful and smart and that there was no one like him. But how long until those completely normal parental instincts were overwhelmed by the undeniable fact that this kid was unique by anyone's standards?
Mary and Joseph knew that Jesus was the Messiah because of what the angels said and all the miraculous things that happened surrounding his birth. But when did they start to see the evidence for themselves in the person of this incredible boy? What must it have been like to raise the promised one who was perfect in ways Mary and Joseph themselves were not? Jesus confused people. They didn't know how to classify him. On the one hand, no one could accuse him of any sin. And yet, on the other hand, some people were extremely angry with him, thinking that he was ruining everything God stood for. Many people flocked to him, and yet his own mother once accused him of having lost his mind. The people watching his life wondered about him. I mean, sure, there was no one like him, but but was he really from God? He caused all the religious people so many problems. He didn't fit into their system, and he didn't bow to all their inflated authority. And what's more, he didn't seem to care about that at all. He was untouchable, and yet so approachable and warm. He came onto the scene like a firestorm, a fresh wave of new teaching, and yet he was so gentle and sweet. Whose side was he on? Where did he come from? Where did he belong? Well, around 2,000 years before people began looking at Jesus and wrestling with these questions, there was another man who seemed to appear out of nowhere, who didn't fit in and who didn't seem to care. His name was Melchizedek, and he was a high priest of God as well as a king. The story went like this. Abraham had a nephew named Lot who had a habit of landing himself in trouble. On this particular occasion, Lot found himself in the middle of a tribal battle between some feudal warlords. He wound up being kidnapped and carried off by the men as one side of the spoils of war. One man escaped the battle and told Abraham, who was still known as Abram in those days, about his nephew being captured. Abram called up the 318 soldiers who worked for him and pursued Lot's captors, routed them in battle, and recovered Lot as well as all of his possessions. And then in the aftermath of the battle, a bunch of tribal kings were gathered all around, dividing the spoils and thanking Abram, when all of a sudden, a man showed up who was different and new. He was known as the king of Salem, a high priest of God, Melchizedek, whose name means the king of righteousness. He came out of nowhere, brought out some bread and wine, and spoke a blessing over Abram, who was so affected by this little ceremony that he gave one-tenth of all the spoils to Melchizedek. And after this, Melchizedek disappeared. And we never hear from him again until a thousand years later when he showed up in the middle of a worship song. In Psalm 110, King David slipped into this prophetic mode and started talking about the promised Messiah who would one day come. And he said, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Of course, the Israelites eventually had their own priests. And they all came from the line of Levi, and they all followed the intense and strict code of rules that they had invented for the priesthood. 
Priests had to follow the rules to the letter because priests were the ones who represented everyone else to God. Whatever there was to do, they had to do it right. But King David said the Messiah wouldn't be like those guys. He wouldn't be just one more religious stiff who who tries to perfectly keep all the rules. No, he would be more like that weird and wonderful high priest, Melchizedek. Jesus seemed to come from out of nowhere, unlike anyone who came before him. He didn't fit in, but instead started something new that was irresistible, something you were dying to be a part of. And the people who found Jesus were the people who realized they weren't good at the rules either. It turns out that none of us can keep the rules. And by the way, the rules can't save us. But that's okay, because there is a person who can save. There is a person, a person who is unlike anyone you've ever known, a person who loves you like no one else ever has, a high priest who understands you, cares for you, takes your place, pays for you, cleanses you, and then brings you to God. Jesus, there is no one like him.